What's up and welcome to Party Invite, where we invite you to a gaming community of diverse enthusiasts. Your party members today are Thomas Egan. Oh, hello there. Carlos Gomez. That's me. And I am your party leader, Chris Mowry. On today's episode, we'll talk about what we've been playing, of course, and we'll get into our news segment, now known as The Drop. It's a little tease for later. Uh, but first, let's get into what we've been playing. I am very excited right now to talk about this game that I have been playing, that I played the demo for, thanks to Steam Next Fest and our stream yesterday, Inscription. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. What a what a game. Um, so Inscription is a card builder puzzle room creepy spoop. Let's Let's look this up in the store again, because it has so many words in the description that it's just like, what does this even mean? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Inscription, if I can spell it correctly. So description is published by Devolver Digital. Developer is yeah, Daniel Mullins Games. Uh, let's see. This says, Inscription is an inky black card-based odyssey that blends the deck-building roguelike escape room-style puzzles and psychological horror into a blood-laced smoothie. Darker still are the secrets inscribed upon the cards. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, as as people know, we we play card games. We have a feature called a la carte that we haven't done one for in a while, but uh, this one will definitely be popping up there very shortly. It comes out next Tuesday. Yeah. I can't um, wait. The 12th. It looks like it's only on PC as of right now. Um, so, yeah, it's... If you've played any sort of card game before, you sort of know what you're getting into. Because um, I was kind of rapid fire in some of this just because I'm familiar with card games before. You know, it wasn't too much learning. I don't know, man. Pretty you had chances to... to play that cat early and you just kept playing I squirrels. I was like, it up. this guy. Loved it. Um, you have to play the squirrels, though, in order to sacrifice to get the cat. That's true, but you only have to do it one time to have a permanent cat on the board. So... Uh, what true. we're talking about is uh, you start off this game, and so all three of us did a demo day yesterday. So we each picked the yeah. game and played it. Um, we're going to talk about each of those here on the show. But uh, the the game I was most excited for going into this was Inscription. Wait, oh, all that stuff is from this game? Oh, that's yes. crazy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I realized I had not watched the end of this trailer in a while. Um, yeah. The The game, it starts off and it's, you know, a card game. Uh, and you know the basic foundation. You're like, okay. But then some weird stuff happens, the weirdest of which is... Um, you can walk away from the table, and there's a, like a, room, a little cabin that you're in, and you can interact with things on in the, in the room. There's a... There's, like, you kind of look to your left, and the, that does feel weird, I will say. The hmm. uh, WASD, it's almost like... Um, what's that old game? Mist? Where, like, is when you right? turn, it's like a full turn. It's, like, very weird and kind of off-putting at first. Um, but you'll you'll see, like, to your left, there's, like, um, a clock that clearly is going to be be some sort of puzzle later. Mm -hmm. um, there is a safe that you'll need to get the combination for. There is um, a, a locked chest that you're going to need to somehow get a key for. Um, the demo that I played that's available on Steam uh, still because it was not a part of Next Fest. 
or it is a part of next fest but it it's was, its it own was, yeah it's like its own demo so it's it's up there you can play it um it's really really good um and i got pretty like i got to the end of the demo um which is that that boss fight that you fight at the uh at the end there um what's it called um the prospector uh that i died mm-hmm. a couple times on um once you beat him the game like it like happens and you're like all excited and you're like can't wait to see what happens next and it like flashes on the screen memory card full and then it shows you uh, that trailer that is the last trailer I think I gave you there, Thomas. Um, okay. On the uh, yeah, that last YouTube trailer. Um, Let me pull this up real quick. Yeah, pull that one up, and then and then pull up the the second one there because it's like a a dev walkthrough uh, that they posted. Oh, the demo um, Steam, I see. Uh, so yeah, this one is the the way the game ends is pretty abrupt it, it or the demo ends it says memory card full the, the screen goes staticky and shakes and then it starts this little trailer to let you know that the game's coming out soon uh but there's so much like mystery and like creepy charm to this game that i love uh i love that your cards talk to you yeah this is what plays at the end here that's very odd and i was like oh my god what is happening the whole thing yes it's very aware of itself um like when you boot up the game it says something like all right well let's see what's on this thing so it almost feels like like a found you're watching thing. something or yeah or it's maybe it's that uh uh floppy disk he picks up maybe that's what what it is i have no idea uh or it's like a vhs tape of some kind it's wild i didn't i don't even know what's going on with this uh top down stuff i have no idea what that is uh anyway there's so much going on here to love with some of these cards will talk to you um, and tell you things like um, I was playing earlier today and that uh, that little like muskrat thing that I had that started talking to me originally. That is the stoat, sir. The stoat. Oh, that's right. Thank that's you. Right. <laughs> stoat the goat. Uh, he will tell you stuff uh, throughout the game. Like he was dropping hints. He was like, hey, um, because, like, basically the guy keeps telling you as you play, like, hey, you can get up from the table now if you want and go look around. And so I kind of did that a couple times and there wasn't much to do. Then I got back into battle and combat and he was like, uh, that little stoat was like, hey, uh, there's a passcode or a password somewhere in the rule book. So maybe take a look at that rule book. And, and sure as shit, there was a a number there that then the next time I was able to get up from the table, I was able to unlock the. Uh... My bad, messing up the screen. Oh, are you here. are you showing the? Uh... Yep, I'm uh I'm learning here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to show our VOD from a Twitch yesterday, uh, but uh, I keep forgetting to press the studio mode button. So suddenly the entire stream is perfect. just like my browser. That's just what my... I like. That's what I love. Uh, you know, on episode so, 88, it's going to be different. Uh, so what, what was fun is they like talk to you and give you this information. So then I was able to unlock the safe. Then once I unlocked the safe, there was another card in there. It's like, then he's talking to me now and telling me things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a key in there. So I was able to go unlock that thing. And then there was some sort of weird puzzle thing that I didn't quite understand, but still somehow unlocked and was able to un- get cards that 
the guy in the cabin had hidden away this demon or I, I don't know what you call him he's the game master or yeah something. game master um, sounds like the best description because it's not really clear even if he's alive or dead or what right yeah and so he uh he was like oh i left those cards in there i totally forgot i guess i'll let you keep them like <laughs> like after i figured out the puzzle and got them out um but something that really, really fun that happens is when you die, you get two chances, basically. You have two candles that are on the board, and once you die once, you kind of get another go at it. Um, and then once the other one goes out, the run starts over, and you have a starting deck and all that. But when you die, you get a death card, and this happens multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys saw me die once, and we named the card If Rabbits Could Die. Yeah, And I was able to take different pieces from other cards to build my own card. So then I died again and was able to do it again and make a new card that would also be a death card that I would find along the way. Um, So that excites me because in these games, you know, there's like ways of quote unquote making your own cards or things but not really making your own cards mm-hmm. like the way i beat this game is going to be different from the way that thomas beats it you know right. like right. because of the cards that we have and the changes that in the specific death cards that we make i was really hoping too that when it said it wanted it was going to take a picture of you for the card that it was an actual picture of you uh from like your cam it was not uh so that was a bit of a bummer but i mean that, that would have been cool great. yeah uh I was like flipping it off, so it would have been perfect. Um, so yeah, I ended up making one that was, uh, it didn't cost me anything. It had flying and was 3-2. Like it didn't cost me a sacrifice. It didn't cost me bones. It didn't cost me anything. Um, so a lot of these cards to play them, you have to sacrifice another creature, which is why the squirrels come in handy. Or um, you have bones which are uh wrapped up with how many of your creatures die um and you can spend bones in order to play cards um some of them are free um it's just there's a lot going on there's a real fun depth to it and from the other um trailer thomas if you want to grab that middle one and toss that one up because it's sort of like just a walkthrough with the dev um and it'll show a lot more of the gameplay that i can kind of dig into um it's it's a lot like Gwent, like you were talking about uh, getting Gwent recently, where it has like four across, and I think there's three or four columns. So there's two on each. So basically, I have two columns to place. He has two columns to place. Um, and he always um, he does say some stuff, and I'm interested to see how this works. Oh my Whenever I was able to get away from the. Uh, uh, whenever I was able to get away from the table, he said it would give him time to prepare for the next thing, uh, the next battle. And I was like, what? So I don't know if that makes it harder. So if I get away from the table and start like going around and messing with stuff, does that make him his next, like our next battle harder? I don't know. Um, but here you'll be able to see kind of the columns I was talking about in the rows. You have the squirrels, which you can sacrifice, uh, and those little blood markers on the wolves there show you that you have to have two um, creatures in order to uh, do that. 
Yeah, um, so in this and, game, you don't have a mana pool at all. You only have right. the number of spaces available on the board and the blood cost, you know, so your sacrifice right. cost. Uh, and there's no hit points either. There's uh, that scale that tips. Um, so once the tail deal... skips all the way in either way, that's how you, uh, that's how you win. Um, the cards do get more in-depth and more crazy as you go along, as, as you would assume with all, like all card builders. Uh, but there's also these like really fun things on the right there. You see that he has a, a bottle that has a squirrel in it. He can break it any time uh, to use the squirrel. He has uh, a pair of pliers there where you can rip your own tooth out and place it on the scale, and yeah, that uh, tips the scales more. Um, it's so good that I, when the demo ended, I was like, ah, shit. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I wanted it to keep going. Uh, luckily, I don't have to wait very long. Um, yeah, I didn't even see the Tuesday. end of the demo, but because uh, we we I don't know we played for about thirty minutes, uh, and then and then went to the next game. But uh, I wanted to keep <laughs> like if we didn't have time constraints, like if if we were just doing this at home, I would have watched you all the way to the end of that. Yeah, uh, I I mean, see, and and something here that they don't tell you, and then the oh, see, they just told you a uh, a passcode. Oh, cool. That card just told you the passcode to the safe. Um, so now he's going to go to the safe, unlock it. So it's really, really cool interactive stuff like that. Like, if I didn't go do that, the card would just keep saying, like, hey, stop doing this and fucking go and open the safe. Um, there's all this weird FMV stuff that's going that's gonna be in there that I'm, I'm not really sure how that equates um seems like there was some browser stuff there too which is insanity this game is an amalgamation of a lot of different things and it is awesome and once again devolver crushes they fucking crush if you're ever worried about a game before it came out and you saw that it came out from devolver don't be worried about it because it's going to be fucking awesome yeah the chances um, of it being good are, are very high very, uh, very high. I, I'm really excited um, about it. The uh, the stuff with the cards talking to you reminded me of Undertale when they break the fourth wall a few times. Yes. Um, because it's like, on one hand, it's like cute, kind of. Well, what's really interesting is that it's these characters that suddenly have a personality that you didn't even know were characters until just this moment. Yes. Because um, your cards in all other card games are just your cards. They don't really have it, their own charisma or their own anything like like for instance this isn't a spoiler or anything but when i had those two cards that spoke they started talking to each other oh wow and being like we we have there's a there's more of us and others of us uh or, or at least one and uh we have another friend here i think one of them says that the other one's like i don't know that i call him a friend um so like there's interesting like little story bits going on there and i'm really excited to see how all this fourth wall breaking, uh, you're watching it on a VHS tape or a floppy disk or something like that. Like how all of that comes together mm. is fascinating. Like I am so excited to see <laughs> what this game is. I really want to be... know how much game there actually is to it. Yeah. And, like you're you're going from the card game to unlocking a different kind of gameplay. And then you go back to the card game, and then you unlock a different kind of gameplay. Like, how many times is that going to go? Especially with this being a twenty dollars title. Um, and it's it's currently seventeen, currently seventeen ninety nine on Steam. Yeah, I would suggest doing that. So, um, 
maybe maybe it's a a 10 hour game hopefully uh but yeah, it's gonna be right. interesting the whole way through yeah, yeah I'm, I'm super excited to play this i'm very i'm i'm all over it uh thomas if you would please if you can make this happen go to this game's website really quick uh, inscription dash game is this going to work or no we we can make this work uh but we're not gonna be able to watch you i'm gonna use my words on stream uh Perfect. scene so we can me... talk over it because it's absolutely insane um so we we just did this right before the stream started and we were like uh, uh so that's uh, uh oh just ignore the fact that you can't actually you know what uh we don't even need my camera because uh, i'm doing it in a weird way okay so that's words on stream. Uh, this is so. Look how spoopy is, this is. Uh, okay, actually, hold on one and second. Us. I'm gonna switch it back. Uh, what's the website called? I mean, really, is it, it is, inscription? The link is in the doc. Inscription dash game dot com. Yeah, it's on the. It's in the uh, game doc. Com. Cool. Uh, okay, let's see if this, this thing is works. wild to look at. Yes. Okay. So. This is the website. And Thomas, if you would just go to exit game for me. Uh, exit game. Uh, what? <laughs> yep. So now there, you can access all of those things, and they all have their own weird things in it. All the buttons work. Um, it's wild um, what this game is doing, and, and they're, all their uh, fun stuff they're doing with it. Um, yeah, go check out Notepad. Yeah, Notepad's cool. There's a lot of interesting... Like, if you click at the Steam link, it'll just take you to the Steam page. If you click on Google <laughs> Chrome, it'll take you to the YouTube. Talk to me in the game and save it there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that's the that's the stoat, which is apparently stoat, a, yeah. an animal that exists in the world. Yeah. What a, what a great, fun thing. I like when websites and stuff are just more of the game, or, like, more. it just opens the world up a little bit more, and it's just... It's fucking cool. Um, so it, yeah, it does. It it's actually works. It totally works. It takes you right to the Steam page and stuff. It's it's. Oh, this is fun. This reminds me that I want to so play cool. uh, uh, Hypnospace Outlaw sometime. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so yeah, that's inscription. Um, oh, this is all inside the game. This is fun. So th this is. I heard yeah. you guys doing this before we recorded. <laughs> I was wondering yeah. what that was. In the actual game. Do you see that? Did you see? Okay, did you just see there when you were in the YouTube? Go back to the YouTube really quick. Go click that Google Chrome link. Oh, hold on. Uh, exit game. So go to exit game. Hit Google Chrome. So if you see the stoat on the top right, keep watching the stoat. Oh. Be careful. Things are not what they seem. That's so trippy. That is trippy. That's cool. Trust me and follow my lead. There is always a way out. So... This the way they are the the presentation of the game and the presentation of just its website and like just the air of mystery around everything is fantastic. I love to see indie devs getting these kinds of opportunities and fully making the most of it. So fucking rad. That's uh, very um, cool. So yeah, that's inscription. Uh Thomas, you want to talk about maybe into the pit a little bit? Uh I would. Let me uh let me pull this up here. So Into the Pit is a game that uh I knew absolutely nothing about except on Twitter I saw Patrick Klepek uh say that it was 
a game that he liked on a, a demo from the Steam Next Fest that uh, was if id Software made a game like Hades, you know, a, a game with Hades elements. And I was like, okay, that's good enough for me. I don't even have to look up a trailer. I'm going to try that out. Uh, so I did. And it was, uh, it was interesting. I, I definitely liked it. Uh, let's see here. It was pretty cool. I, I always have a tough time with games that are really fast. Um, but you seem to be doing all right with it, Thomas. It didn't seem to be a big deal. Yeah. Uh, this this is definitely my speed. Um, I haven't played a lot of actual Doom games. I've played some of Doom 2018 or whatever year that was. 20, 2016, maybe? Um, 2016. I liked it, but didn't beat it. I don't even think I got halfway through. I just set it down for some reason and forgot about it. Um, but I don't play a lot of arena shooters or really fast, you know, breakneck speed games like this. Uh, even Hades, I play Hades pretty slow compared to most people. Because yeah. I play most games I play really slow. Um, and that's that's fine with me. Uh, it just means that this type of game is still pretty new to me. Um, so when I jumped in, uh, let's talk about the combat first because the other stuff is kind of secondary. You get into this dungeon, this roguelike dungeon run, and you get uh, options of four ways that you can go. And so each of these four ways, you have a decision between two types of reward you get. Uh, you do that four times, and then you can unlock the next tier of dungeon. Uh, so you get these moats that you can spend on different things and influence uh, the outcomes of stuff. You, after every successful room, you get to uh, exchange or upgrade whatever abilities you have on your hands. Um, I, the first thing I was offered was a frenzy ability. When you kill things, uh, you do 60% extra damage for X amount of seconds uh, afterwards. So I chose that because I wanted to play fast because it's a demo. And then uh, next it offered me a weapon for each hand. And there was a shotgun, uh, a thing that spreads out like a fan, uh, some long-ranged beam thing. Well, I was like, yo, if we're playing yeah. frenzy, we're taking two shotguns, a shotgun in each hand. So yep. uh, we, we ran around, just zipped super fast all over the place. I'm going to actually replay this trailer here. Um, it's very fast. It's, ve uh, it's very fast. And uh, I, it, it's simple, and I like it. it. It seemed like there was no challenge at all until there suddenly was. And boy, I got messed up real quick in, in, uh, when I went to the second tier area. Um, I went from like only taking one or two hits the entire time to taking a ton of hits and all of them hurt a lot. Um, Cause like at the last room we went into, I think I was even like, I don't even know if we're going to see what it's like to be in danger. And then I didn't even make it out of the room. I immediately got killed. Yep. Um, yeah. Bright flashy. The, the walls, uh, as Odysseus said, they all look like they're <laughs> covered in uh, baby oil. Yep. And that's the truth. It's a very low res game. Uh, that I think works in its favor because it's pretty simple and the flashy stuff works and the stuff you don't need to look at, you know, doesn't matter. But you apparently go and save villagers down in this dungeon. I did not get far enough to save even one villager. Uh, but when you do that, the hub, the little overworld place that you hang out in, um, stuff unlocks as you get villagers. So you unlock the merchant, you unlock the enchanter, uh, and, and somebody else I can't remember. But you'll slowly upgrade your, your home area, which is another element similar to uh, to Hades. Um, yep. And uh, I, I'm interested in what they're doing there. So I can't remember. 
Maybe this one says that it's still TBD. Maybe it's Bushwalker. Nope. It's October... Uh... Same day, 19th. 19th? Cool. No, that's next week. The week after. Oh, no, I'm looking... So... Yeah, coming October 19th, play day one on Game Pass. Cool, I have Game Pass, so I will be yeah. playing that potentially. <laughs> it is on Game Pass. That's a, yeah, that's a good thing for, the, for a day game one. like this, for sure, I think. Yeah, because uh, if I if I didn't play the demo and if I didn't have it on Game Pass, I probably would just skip over this and not give it a second thought. Uh, but I'm interested. It, it looks cool. It's a different. It, it's similar to games that I like that I never stuck with. I stuck with Hades, but I didn't stick with Doom. I've never really stuck with any arena shooter. No Quake. No nothing like that. Uh, so I'm interested in that. Um, who made this? I was just trying to find that. People, no, I think. People, I'll, I'll find it out in a second. But that's into the pit, and uh, I recommend it. I uh, very happy with this game, and I am gonna pick it up um, as soon as I can download it. Uh, Carlos, you want to talk about the one that you uh, hopped into for our uh, demo day slash demo dip um, yeah. yesterday? The Bookwalker. Yeah, just real quick on this one. Uh, it was definitely fun, but it's it's a, a slow burn. So the Bookwalker. Um, you are playing this character that, for some unknown reason, uh, gets to basically be a, a thief across all these different book worlds. Um, so it goes from a first-person perspective uh, of this little adventuring uh, to to find find little clues and stuff, um, and then you go into the game, uh, go into a book. And when you do that, it turns into the classic CRPG style um, where you're just pointing and clicking and walking around trying to uh, deduce things and pick up items that uh, might uh, get you further into the story. Um, the demo was pretty straightforward, but it's a really cool idea. The concept is great. Um, man, I, I really wish it had voices. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, is, uh, same, uh, same with Into the Pit, honestly. Like... Yeah. Uh, into the pit needs it. Yeah, because we gave you but, the one character that had all the voice or all the lines. Jesus he had like Christ. four paragraphs to read, and the other characters uh -huh. were just like, "Come back when you have villages." Uh, can you throw up a trailer for this one, Thomas, so we can oh, see yes, kind of what, sure. what we're talking about with the first person to CRPG? It is kind of a th it throws you at first. You're just like, "What?" Yeah, um, <laughs> and it it not only had the CRPG elements and the first person. Uh, stuff but it also has a little bit of combat uh yeah which is a little silly uh, turn-based it, it's yeah. it's cool enough it's turn-based and uh, of course the attacks are based on quote-unquote rhythm uh it's a, a ring that diminishes and you have to hit it just right uh in order to uh to get the uh, the proper attack damage uh, which is a cool little twist um but it looks like all the uh all the combat events are, are pretty. It looked like they were like they were linear to me, but yeah, we'll see if we get to play it. We'll see if there's a little bit of surprise elements in in there. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, interested. I really cool concept. Just watching you play it, I was wondering if it felt tedious to you to jump back and forth. Like you were like, oh, I need to go get this thing, uh, so I guess I have to back out and then pop back in uh did that feel tedious or did it all feel pretty okay like i i think it helps as far as the immersion goes uh yeah kind of brings you closer to your character but at the same time yeah if it if it were any slower 
I think it would have taken me out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically that that yeah. button click, it takes you exactly to where you were because once you enter the book, uh, you know, you're in that spot where the book is at all times uh, in the in the real world, so to speak. So right. uh, definitely interesting. Um, I would. And really it says like wake up. up like when you dive into the book, when you are coming out of it, it says wake up. You have to hit the button to wake up. Um, yeah. So, so I it's feel like something it's interesting. In going to bring that back where you actually yeah. have conflicts in real life. Yeah, that's it's. It's interesting. I would definitely say, uh, as compared to the other two out of the demo uh, demo day we did yesterday, that um, those we were like, we definitely recommend this. And I feel like with the Bookwalker, we were like, uh, I mean, check it out in the demo. Like, see if you're into it. But uh, it does feel a little... Some of the writing was pretty good, but I also felt like it, some of it was a little like too on the nose uh like it was like i think all of your combat things were like ink stab so uh ink splatter like it was just kind of like all right uh, i'll attribute that to being a demo but yeah it was a little everything's book related some of the stuff so i had um i've been trying to articulate this thought i've had about games like this uh because um lord chrome posted about coffee talk episode two i don't think it's like a sequel i think it's like technically an add-on for existing coffee talk game yeah and uh mm-hmm. coffee talk was the first thing i thought about when chris we were playing uh into the pit and you're like what are all the why isn't this voice acted you know like there's all sorts yeah. of words and stuff um and for me like coffee talk is a game that is fine um my part of my issue is because i tried to stream it it's a lot of talking and it's physically difficult on my throat um, because, because I want to read everything out loud. I don't want chat. I don't want everybody to have to stop what they're doing and look and read my screen for the entire right. stream. Um, yeah. So like stuff that's voice acted is good. That doesn't mean though that every game needs to be voice acted. So the thought that I've had trouble articulating is like, well, where, where does this line, like when should you do this and when should you do that? Because to people who stream, it means, you know, I have one set of needs. But to people who don't stream, they, my struggle means nothing. It, they, you can't relate right. to yeah, it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like with, with uh, the Bookwalker, I feel like the things that we are reading are very much best left to be read and not to be spoken. And same yeah. with Coffee Talk. There was stuff that was like, well, people don't talk like this, but that's part of why it's in that's part of why you're reading it and it's not voice acted because you get to read, you know, dot, dot, dot when there's an awkward I mean, silence and stuff. I played the entirety of disco Elysium before they had voice acting. Uh, and that's a lot of reading. Yeah. Uh, it was so, great and I loved it, but also like once the update came out and I played it, I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. This is, this was needed. <laughs> you know, like yeah. there's a narrator and all this stuff and it just like really, but a game like that, it made money enough to afford that you know yeah because that was um, after it had been you know the 1.0 came out they went back and then did a huge amount of extra work which is such a crazy undertaking it was the original intention of the game basically it's like the direct that's why i think they call it the director's cut or something like that it's like the original intention was to have it fully voiced and to do all that and they just could not uh, like really do that and uh for its original release so 
Uh, well, but yeah, in that, uh, just before we leave, like this thought, uh, we did talk on the demo day last last night about um, playing Pyre. We've thrown around the idea of playing Pyre for a long oh, time. Fuck and yeah! Pyre is a uh, visual novel style game with other elements in it. Uh, that's all non voice acted. So you know, we we talked about getting together two or three or even four of us to to watch and play that game together. But I think the real money is in getting a whole crew together and having people voice act on stream, you know, like actually pick a character and you read all their lines and stuff. So the only problem, the only problem I see with this is that we have to, everybody's got to be on call and available because basically if you oh, decide yeah, well, to take a, you pick who goes with you. Yeah. You well, know what I mean? You know, well, the point would be everybody just loads up and uh, everybody wants to be involved would load up. And then we just figure it out. You know, whoever's there makes okay. it. I'm not going to be like, all right, Chris, I know that you have like a date with Devin today, but like, bro, I'm about to pick your character. Tell her, tell her you got something going on. <laughs> you know, so well, it'll I be. Picked uh, a, I picked a character. The one I, I called dibs on is pretty lovable. And uh, there's no way that you won't always pick him. Oh, cool. And, and then when it's time for him to ascend, you're like, yeah, you're going. See ya, yeah. buddy. What was it, Sir Sir this Gilman the Bold? Sir Gilman. Sir Gilman. Uh, yeah. Sir I, Gilman is the man. I know him because the the song at the uh, at the end of the game. I've listened to it a zillion yeah. times. Um, He's amazing. But Carlos is right. This is not a podcast about Pyre. Uh, You're right. This is a podcast Good specifically call. about Bookwalker. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to another one. I I have some quick yeah. things, some quick thoughts on Battlefield 2042, Thomas. If you want to go ahead and pop up those two trailers for me yep man um, this is the game that chris is going to be fucking top tier at i can tell yeah you right they now. need to give me that sponsorship asap <laughs> yeah baby um so i carlos and i were talking about this when we started the stream last night uh the idea was originally we were going to do the demo dip first and then battlefield but stuff happened so we started battlefield first um, you know this is the second time this week that i've shown up late to my own stream it's Perfect. rough, man. And we've only had two streams. This is now the third. But... Yeah. Uh, so Battlefield 2042, I played the open beta, which is currently available on PC. I think it's available on everything. But it is... Uh, I, I remember that... But I haven't played Battlefield since Battlefield 1, I believe, which is the uh, World War One version. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's five or six years old now um and this is much different uh it is this game needs some fucking work uh boys and girls it is in rough shape this is an open beta um but it is well i mean open beta is tomorrow like according to this so yes but the open beta technically started uh a couple days ago on wednesday with people who have <laughs> right who have pre-ordered and people who have um the ea pro or whatever that i have uh the subscription um but yeah there's just like a lot of latency issues there is extreme pop-in uh there's 128 players in each match oh um, really oh man that yeah. sounds like such a cool thing but when i popped in when you were mid-game last last night Whew, boy uh, yeah it's it's we might a need lot to dial of, that uh, down to about 12 
Uh, yeah. Stuff it's times. So it's like getting your mind back to how that game is played. And like, you don't just run to the objective. Cause if you run to the objective, you're going to die. Cause there's 128 people in this map <laughs> right. that'll just murder you. Yeah. Um, so it does feel I, a lot like Warzone, though. So if if Warzone is your thing, that's kind of I think where they aimed for it a, a little. Does it? It doesn't feel like that though. It feels like it feels like Battlefield, just new. Uh, but yeah, there's like I was in a helicopter shooting, and like I was shooting the gun, and where I was aiming, and the bullet would fly out way down here. Like uh, the huge uh, mortar shell I was shooting was shooting out way down here, even though I was aiming up here. It's just there's issues here that have to get fixed. Um, the I remember when the last like modernish battlefield came out, which I believe was three. That's the one I played the most of. Was it three? Um, was it one? No, one is World War One. Modern as far as the actual game style. Yes, game like modern warfare ish gotcha, style. Gotcha, like gotcha. you're in modern times, um, and that game I remember when you looked at it, you're like, "Wow, these people look real," because uh, it was the first time we were really seeing Frostbite engine at that time and all that. You're just like, "Wow, these people look amazing." These people do not look amazing now, uh, which is weird. Um, like the characters look bad; uh, their faces are very plain. Very simple, no real animation to them. The death throws animation is weird and bad. Um, it is a beta, so I, I like me saying all this. It could be better when the game comes out in a month. But what I would say is, if you are interested in Battlefield 2042, wait for some reviews to drop on this game before you pick it up. I, I, I luckily have the EA Pro service. That I pay for, so I will just get it anyway. Do you, do you have that through Game Pass? Do you have Game Pass Ultimate, which I think uh, so has I have it? Game Pass, but I just it gives you a um, you open you open the the open beta for the EA Pro thing, and you can purchase EA Pro through that uh, EA the app. EA desktop. Yeah, the EA desktop. Thank you, EA desktop. Thank you. Uh, one really cool thing that is interesting about this game is customizing your weapon on the fly what i mean by that is all your attachments that you unlock and everything you just like i was using a controller you just hold l1 and you like hold the gun in front of you and then you have four slots you have like scopes on the top uh magazines on the right uh attachments at the bottom and uh your muzzles and stuff on the left and you just hold l1 and use your uh square triangle circle x buttons to cycle through those and pick what you want on your weapon and you just go and you can get into a situation where you're like i need a longer scope mm -hmm. change it on the fly which is so interesting um but like i said this demo has or this beta has a lot of rough things about it now i've seen some people are streaming it and it seems to be running fine um I don't know if it's my rig, but it's telling me it's auto setting my rig to high settings. Um, and maybe that's an issue. And maybe I need to lower the settings and it'll look Man, crisper I, and cleaner. I know I sure a ton did. Of pop in. When we played uh, whatever that Game Pass game was 
the twin stick shooter that came out uh i don't know like a, maybe a month and a half ago uh, it was all busted whenever there's an explosion your frame rate goes to two um no uh the ascent the ascent, uh, the ascent. yeah yeah uh, yeah, my, my computer was like, oh, yeah, you can handle it. Don't worry. And I'm like, I'm not sure that's the right call. Uh, and it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. Uh, Maybe it, I can mess around in the settings and make it run a little better. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll play it this weekend, and I'll, I'll tell you, you know, what I see from it. I just, this is something I hate about PC gaming, and that it just drives me insane, is like, it, this game on on on... PlayStation 5, right, will just run at its settings and work totally fine. For some reason, with a fucking PC, I have to get into the settings of each game and change shit around. What in the fuck? Why? What is the point of this? Why can my PC not just figure it out itself and take care of it? Like, this is a dumb thing that the PC Master Race has done to us, and it doesn't make any sense. And that uh, don't make no sense. Dude, I agree with you. I mean, um, I, I couldn't play the Halo Infinite beta because my graphics card did not meet the requirements. And that's the first time that's happened to me since I have had this PC for like you know, five years or something like that. Four, four, it was like four. when we tried to play Back for Blood on this PC, it would not work. Yeah. And then I pop into it, the open beta on my PlayStation 5 works fine. Yeah. What? And so Why? like same with, uh, yeah. With Halo Infinite, it's just like, oh, if you just play on your Xbox, do it. Or, like, if you can't play on your Xbox, do it. That's, like, so... It's just... I don't get it, and I don't understand why we pay so much for these things to then always have to make sure your drivers are updated. Update your damn self. Uh, I mean, I think that's what a uh, Steam Deck is for. I mean, you know, uh, for for a while, I... My opinion, my personal opinion was that uh, most people who are like serious gamers who play like a lot, you know, regardless of their knowledge of the industry or how much they talk about it or anything like that. Uh, I was like, the only reason that a lot of those people don't play PC is because it's expensive. And I think that's part of the, that is one of the reasons that a lot of people don't uh, game on PC. Instead, they stick to their uh, consoles. But now that I've had just errors and errors and errors on my computer, with games that I know should be running better than they are, but it's part user error on my side and part like this game is not optimized for my specific uh, PC because there are a zillion things for them to account for. And that's hard. Um, It's like, you know what? No, these people aren't just playing PlayStation like I did for five years and not even own a PC. They're not doing that just because of the price. They're also doing that because it just freaking works when they download the game. It just runs they don't have to update a driver, like you said. They don't have to make sure that uh, they're like they reach the minimum specs. Uh, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. You don't have to worry about your CPU usage because I, I get hit with that all the time because my graphics card. Um, yeah, I just think it's I think it's and at this point, PC gaming has like this is a weird thing to say. They got to catch up. They have to figure this shit out because. Like, honestly, like, a lot of games that are, like, the fact that I have the EA Pro thing, all of my all of my EA games have to be played through here, which is frustrating because then they do things like the new Madden. All of the updates that they made to that game are only on next-gen consoles and not oh, on really? PC. So what really? is the fucking point? 
This is supposed to be the most next-gen thing that we have. Which, by the way, I, I don't need to extend this conversation extra, but uh, one of the news items that we missed here uh, was actually that Capcom is pushing to turn all their stuff PC. Did you see that? Oh, is that no. right? And it's going to be hilarious because of all these issues. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, let's... they're wanting to get out of the console game, kind of. So, uh, yeah. It's a I'm... very interesting topic for another day, I think. Yeah. I've bitched enough about Battlefield 2042. It does have some cool things. It is exciting just to get into a big match and just be like, holy shit, look at all the stuff that's going on. But still have yet... I've played six or seven games. Still have yet to see a tornado. Still have yet to see uh, the big explosion. I know yeah. it's happening for people. Haven't seen it. Um, yeah. So there's that. Well, um, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see it when it's just a little more technically ready. Um, yeah. But that ain't today. For sure. That ain't today. <laughs> it's not today. Tornado. Hashtag tornado. tornado game. Game. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, well, do you guys want to take a quick little break before we hit up the news? I got to go to the bathroom, so that's where I'm at. Well, we have like two more games to talk about. But we do. But I will. I will talk to Carlos uh, about. Flynn, right. son of Crimson. How about okay. that? Okay, bye. Yeah. Uh, I will we load up the won't... video for this, though. Yeah, just load up the video while we talk. Load up the long one. There's a long one. It's the second one. Load that up so that, you know, we are talking over stuff. Got it, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, talk to me yeah. about this game, Carlos, and how you found it and, and what it is. Of course. Uh, Flynn, son of Crimson. Um, it was one of the games that came on to Game Pass uh, it, suddenly. It was... Not something that was on my on my list of potential things to to grab, but uh, you got to hit play, Thomas. <laughs> of course he does. Um, I nope. think it came out uh, <laughs> last month, late last month. There it is. Um, but, okay, we can kind of tell that it's doing stuff. Yeah, there we go. This is a really gorgeous side-scrolling adventure, and that's it. We've been talking about all these fucking <laughs> hybrid games. And uh, this was something that I actually played on mouse and keyboard, or just keyboard, because um, I didn't have my, my mouse and controller set up uh, at the time. And I was like, you know what, I, I could just WASD this. And I did. Uh, it felt really good. As you can see, this art is just really nice, crisp, really clean. Um, you've got some, some magic use that you, can, that you can do. You've got this, this upgradable blade. Um, Looks like he swapped then, weapons, too, yeah. Yeah, and in the very beginning, um, oh. you are a you are kind of protected by this uh, guardian of mm -hmm. the land, and it's this really gorgeous like wolf, dog, lion creature. Um, it's absolutely beautiful, and um, I think it has a, a really cute, heartwarming story. But it's no frills, just really good side-scrolling action adventure that. Um, like I said, it's it's on Game Pass. I think it's relatively short. It's probably around the eight to ten hour mark. Okay. Um, and it's just a whole lot of fun. It's something to uh, play in between longer sessions of of other stuff. Palette um, cleanser. Yeah, it's an absolutely perfect palette cleanser. You know, you you see all these all these enemies, and they all have very specific uh, number of hits that they can take. And once you know an enemy, then you're not going to be surprised by them again. So. Uh, I have yet to get to um, one of the major bosses yet, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. But yeah, it's just a really good time. It's really gorgeous. It takes almost no hard drive space. Yeah. Um, and it's available on Game Pass. It's available on everything. I think it's PS4, uh, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, super okay. cool little game. Um, and it's, what, uh, it's pretty cheap on, uh, 
on Switch too. Uh, Shell wants to know: Is it a is it like a Vania style, or is it just you're just side scrolling like Not an exactly. old the, like uh, the map that I've unlocked so far is just a map. Like okay, you you go to the levels very much uh, uh, Yoshi's uh, or Super Mario World style. That's the the OG map. Um, okay, just level by level. You don't have to uh, navigate anything. So. Uh, okay. As far as I've gone, I and I think I played through seven or eight different levels. Um, yeah. And you're you're just traveling the land. To, uh, this first bit of the game, you're trying to um, trying to heal this guardian protector that you have. Then you can see that in the video there. That gorgeous animal is your protector in the first part. So mm. uh, I'm looking forward to actually healing him up and seeing what uh, or her maybe. And okay. seeing what kind of adventure comes out when uh, I I think you actually end up getting like the ability to ride that animal and uh, battle with it. So hell yeah, there's a, there's a lot of other stuff to to get to in it. Um, well, it looks cool. Yeah. It reminds me of kind of Scourgebringer a little bit, uh, but it looks like there's some interest. Oh, there you go, riding the thing. Um, yeah. It kind of looks like Scourgebringer, but there's like uh, some interesting like combos and stuff you're doing here that uh, really kind of saying that it's a simple. Um, you know, side scroller, yes, but also there, there's like a little puzzle element there. There's some yeah. uh, platforming, but the combos and the combat there looked interesting. Uh, like there was one where he was doing like a shovel knight stomp on the enemy that wasn't its normal, his normal attack. Um, it does look oh, cool. elements of Flappy Bird. I see. Interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, look at that. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the traversal is pretty cool. Like you said, it Flappy it does Bird. Have some less kind of things it definitely has some puzzle elements but it's nothing that's ever too difficult uh, at least to the point that i've gotten to so and there's there's the map uh, navigating there oh here's uh, your upgrades and stuff oh, cool, cool. Too, so i have not opened up the skill tree yet so that's legit nice but yeah it's it's just one of those things to play in between everything else and i don't think it'll be a whole lot of game but it's a good time uh grab it up wherever you can uh, i think it's 20 bucks on on everything and like I said, it's it's on Game Pass. And it's this is like, like this is like one of those one of those sweet titles that maybe you get like a PSN card or an Xbox card for Christmas, and it's fifty bucks. And so you, what you do is you spread that across a bunch of different games, and you only have two dollars left. And you're like, what is two dollars on sale right now? Because it's Christmas time, mm-hmm. and a game like this is two dollars, and you play it. And you're like. <laughs> I'm glad I spent two bucks. Like, like, like my <laughs> Chris, extra money after my other my, big purchases around there. You cut out on my end as soon as you spoke loudly. You're like, man, and then you're gonna be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Discord for you, baby. <laughs> uh, that's funny though. Uh, is this a Carlos? Does this fit under the family-friendly category? Oh yeah, it's 110 uh, percent like. The uh, official game description says Flynn, Son of Crimson, is a beautifully handcrafted 2D action platformer that will take you on a journey of discovery and conflict as you learn to master the art of crimson energy. Help Flynn and Dex save Rosantica before the evil from the Scourge claims his home. Yeah, it's very, very uh, kid-friendly. Uh, absolutely great. Uh, Dex is uh, the, the doggo. She is, uh, like I said, she's like a, a guardian protector of the realm that you're in. Uh, it's super cute, and uh, it, I mean, it starts off with with your character Flynn, uh, like getting shit on because he's kind of a dumb kid that doesn't do his doesn't do his chores, you know? Right. Uh, so it's it's super cute. Uh, I highly recommend it, and the art is absolutely gorgeous. 
very satisfying. Cool. Um, well, Thomas, let's talk about something you've been playing on the brunch special that you have not talked about for two weeks for some reason. Uh, yeah, I the- forgot to talk about it last week, but I didn't finish it until this past weekend. Uh, I okay. played um, Darkful Escape. That is a yes. That game is a trip. Let's get this. Uh, let's go in here. Um, this game is pretty hard to quantify. Um, it is a game where you explore beautiful environments, especially in space, uh, and you play a guitar and you discover your idea. Yeah. Uh, it is. It has great music all throughout. Uh, that, like, some of them have uh, lyrics in them, some of them don't but they all really give you vibes for the specific environment you're in. So like when you're in uh, Colorado, you know, this folk music is playing, but when you get transfor- or transported to space in the psych- psychedelic journey, um, you, start, you start playing all this stuff on your guitar that is, uh, it, you know, it's not what everybody back home expects you to play. Um, you're just fucking shredding. <laughs> you're shredding. You're playing the guitar the entire game, um, and it did feel better after I switched to uh, a controller, but it's really yeah. it's really hard to like fail. It's really hard to do wrong in this game. You're never really punished for anything. It's mostly just you holding down the strum the guitar button, and as you run to the right, you know it's a side scroller. Uh, the entire environment explodes in color and light around you and sound, um, and then you have like kind of a boss engagement. Uh, at the end of each area where you speak to this, usually a, some giant special entity and you play music together and there's always some big fanfare at the end and thing is, things are crazy looking. Um, it's really cool. And, uh, and he's a real Orville Schreddenbacher. Orville Schreddenbacher. That's right. <laughs> I forgot. That's such a great name. Uh, so <laughs> that is the Artful Escape. I played it on Game Pass. Um beat it in i would say a normal person would beat it in six hours uh it took me longer than that um but not because you're not normal uh because i'm not normal and i play slow i play everything slow um it was uh, it was a lot of fun so in the in the latter half of the game probably three quarters of the way through uh you, you spend the entire game trying to build your own identity like you go to space and your whole deal is that you're trying to become a different person because you're tired of trying to be the person that people expect you to be back home. Uh, they expect you to grow up to be a folk singer, just like your very famous uncle. And you don't want yeah. to do that. You don't want to play folk music. He gives uh, off Bob Dylan vibes. Yep. And so you go on this journey and you uh, create your own story. You just make it up as you go and build renown and everyone loves you, uh, and it's uh, you know pretty feel good. So about three quarters of the game, all the way through the game, it gives you the option to like dress your character, and so no matter what, you play as the character that you saw in the trailer. Um, you know, you play you play as uh, as this guy here, and uh, when you get to dress your character up. You go one by one, you like start with your pants and then you go to your socks and then your jacket or, you know, your, your top and then your hair and your glasses and your jacket and all this stuff. Um, you really get to make your character. I mean, you can make a character like a David Bowie character if you want. Like there are a zillion customization options. And I'm like, what is this? We're three quarters of the way through the game and you just now introduced a character creator sim. Like, 
Uh, it was it was really entertaining, and I ended up liking it actually a lot more than I expected. Uh, yeah. I made my character this uh, orange and purple and and teal. Uh, I don't know thing with like everything's wings and flowing and stuff, and and it looked really cool. <laughs> but you could make your character uh, any gender you wanted in there too, which I liked. So you can turn your character into whatever look you want, and you could, man, you could make a lot of different looking characters in that game. But cool. uh, yeah, it's a game about finding your and, and building your identity, and I feel like they did a lot more in that direction than I expected them to. Um, and honestly, having that character creator was actually really like impactful to me. Um, I thought the stuff was cool before that, but then when I really got to see what I could make, it felt like it was my character at that point, which is the whole awesome. point of that story beat. Um, but it's and a very since they, since they don't have a voice line for your, they just do the and so and so, and it's it's like and yeah, they're like, yeah. oh my gosh, we we love you, the uh, enigmatic, uh, <laughs> and it's great, and it never gets old, no matter how many times you hear it. So, awesome. so that's uh, that's the Artful Escape that is on Game Pass, uh, and that is a strong recommend for me. That was a feel good, easy Sunday game. Um, and, and I, I feel like the trailer, when I watch the trailer, it just doesn't do justice to what this game is. I remember um, seeing the trailer and being really excited for it. And then it just kind of fell off my radar for a while. Right? Yeah. Cause we didn't really know what it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the, the trailer, you're just like, what even is this? But yeah, it's got, uh, Carlos, you talked about it a while ago. Uh, well, cause you played it. So we've, we've already talked about it on the show. Uh, but now, you know, now I've played it <laughs> and, uh, I'm so I only played this because you recommended it, and I'm really glad you did. Uh, that's it's a great brunch. It, brunch yeah, it's a, it's a great we'll cozy right game. Down, yeah, we have a new segment for y'all. So uh, our party topics in the past have been news centric, which was not our original intent with party topics. Uh, so we're going to introduce our new news segment, the drop. Um, we'll run down some of the big news that dropped this week. Hmm. See what we did? Uh, party topics aren't disappearing in the slightest. Uh, slow news weeks will more than likely feature a short drop or no drop at all uh, and feature our beloved party topics. Uh, so without further ado, let's start the drop. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Insert sound effect here. Yes. Um, this will look better once we, once we get this thing going. Um, so it's finally happened, folks. Hell is frozen over. The nerdiest of nerds in the world are fully torqued. Sora from Kingdom Hearts is in Smash Bros. Oh, heck. What the fuck is life, Carlos? What is going on? <laughs> so, yeah, that, the fun thing about that was the, the whole Sakurai Presents thing. It was the final one, and it was all heartfelt and amazing. Um, but Sakurai straight up said that you know, there was a, a survey a while back. I can't remember if it was the for the 3DS or the Wii U version of of Smash, where um, they officially got got information from everybody that uh, voted on who would you like to see in Smash. Period. And then they never gave us the info. <laughs> they never gave us the results of that, and they didn't because they wanted to have a whole shit ton of stuff to surprise us with for this generation's game. So. The Sakurai was like, well, sorry. <laughs> um, it was really a great moment. Um, 
for anybody that pays attention to Smash. Um, but yeah, we got Sora. We got uh, Doom Slayer as a. Uh, oh yeah, Doom Slayer uh, as an extra fighter. Um, Dude, I'm so glad they actually. Had, I mean, I don't actually care about Smash <laughs> that much, but he was the was one Doom, like the when people. Fighter. Yeah. Oh, okay, as I say, it's a skin. Yeah, okay, as yeah. Uh, as uh, the meat gunner. Um, everybody's always had their long shot that they're like, man, I hope this character gets in Smash. But Doom Slayer is the only one ever that I actually hoped would someday get into Smash. So. That is cool that on the very last reveal that that he got got the nod uh, that finally uh, Doom uh, in Software retweeted their old tweet of uh, Doom Slayer and um, the Animal Crossing Isabel yeah. Isabel together and they're like yeah. finally it's happened <laughs> now they're the both just went went crazy with that again and it was fantastic Twitter is is so great sometimes. I totally shell shell just reminded me of something and this is what I wanted originally to be in part of the drop and I totally forgot. Wow. Uh but that's just how much has happened this week. Uh I wanted to talk about how horny Nintendo France is and uh we we oh, missed yeah. it. Um because they had that post of uh Samus and uh Snake. Uh anyway. Oh they yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, join join our communities and all that stuff for memes and all that all that good stuff. Yes. Um right. But yeah, so I here here's my thing is there is a segment of the population that really loves Kingdom Hearts. And I get that this character makes sense, but how many damn square characters are we going to put in this game? Also, I feel like Kingdom Hearts is the most obtuse game in existence, except for maybe um, your favorite Carlos Xenoblade. Or maybe uh, deep into Final Fantasy lore. But like, whatever's going on in Kingdom Hearts, no one actually knows. And (laughs) if there's Disney characters in there, uh, I just... I feel like they're they're entire parties. They're like rich people parties where everyone has like their pinkies out and stuff. And they walk around and just pretend like they know what's going on in Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) Yes. And I just... Like, if you're into Kingdom Hearts... (laughs) cool and i get it disney is cool and final fantasy is cool melding those worlds interesting idea but I, like i get why this is a big deal but at the same time i'd have been like oh yeah of course you know like it's not a uh um you know it's not a see like for some people this is like a oh my god moment and for me i'm just like yep that seems like something they would do you know, like it's not a, uh, I don't know. They didn't well, put Kratos in it or anything. To crazy. me, it feels like it feels appropriate as the last one. I mean, yeah, I'm with you, Chris. I don't, I, I do not care about Kingdom Hearts, even the smallest bit, but, uh, I mean, Sora. So, so Kingdom Hearts is of course a, it's a huge umbrella game. It's an umbrella IP because it has <laughs> a lot of other IPs in it. Right. Just like smash does. And so for them to use. Uh, let's see. I, I had some skip ahead point here. Uh, Sorry, Sakurai going. What? <laughs> was uh, very funny to me. That's Nintendo like Direct. He, he was like stroking an invisible beard. I was like, "What are you doing?" They got jokes. Uh, uh, but yeah, I feel like it. It's appropriate that they would marry these two different IPs that are both umbrella IPs. They they have all of these, uh, you know, these characters from other worlds inside of them. Yeah. Um. I'm, man, I just, it's just a shame that we never got SpongeBob in this game, you know? Oh, well, that happened too. That's something that came out today? Uh, 
I think it came or out Tuesday? the same day that this Direct happened. I think it happened on the 5th. Oh, the Nintendo knockoff? Um, yeah, it's cool, right? Like, I, I, like, I'm happy for the people that are super into this. How old is Smash now? How old is this Smash game that we're still talking about and people are still pumped about? Almost old enough How to drive. When, I think Ultimate, Ultimate came out in 2001. Um, <laughs> no, I died. I don't know when it came out. I mean, this one's like three and a half years old. Okay. It just feels like it's like when are, when is this going to end? When are we going to read off read off this insanity Carlos of these numbers? Hey, I just want to say real quick before you read those off that if Debbie yeah. was here, they would say something like, "How dare you?" I, yeah. like how <laughs> could I can't Chris. Yeah, how dare you? Um, here, I'm uh, responding there. Uh so yeah, there like I said, the the whole Sakurai presents thing was was great. It it was a culmination of it was a culmination of three years of working on on Ultimate, but at the same time, especially for him, it's you know over fucking twenty years of of work because yeah, there's definitely not a guarantee, and there's really honestly no reason for him to try to work on another Smash. Period. There, there's just not. Yeah, there's no it. reason. And I mean, look yeah. at it. Read these numbers. Read these numbers, so, Carlos, to really, really tip yeah. the scale and let people know what the hell is going on here. Yeah. So he put up these these awesome numbers that they uh, have come up with over the years, and so there's there are 89 fighters in the game. You even begin to pick. And out of the 116 stages, they all have uh, what is it, the Alpha and the Omega, or Al- Alpha and Battlefield um, uh, versions. Uh, and then there are 201 items, 1,100 songs. A lot of those are re-recorded, like not straight from the games. They were re-recorded for Smash. Oh, you're, put, uh, you're playing the Nintendo. Okay. Almost, uh, <laughs> 1,500 spirits. 450, uh, 450 different games have uh, have been featured uh, in some way, whether that's images or spirits or characters. So 2.2 billion hours have been played, uh, and then 11.7 billion offline games, 7.8 billion online games. If we just go by straight hours, I'm sure that's, uh, or if we just go by like straight minutes, it's gonna just be an, a ridiculous number. I mean, people love this game. People love this this entire series for a long time, and I get it. Um. And I am it? glad that Sora, we didn't get fucking Goku, we didn't get Master Chief. That's yeah, wow. Funny. You know, um, at the end of the day, I'm I am pleased uh, with that, even though, you know, my personal choice, I, I would have gone ahead and said, why not Waluigi? Uh, or uh, my other choice, my why not, main uh, choice, why not Zoidberg? Isaac from Golden Sun. Why not Zoidberg? Uh, who from Golden Sun? Uh, Isaac, the main character from Golden Sun, he was uh, a big one that everybody wanted because we were hoping maybe we'd get a new game out of it. But no, we got Sora, and then we got the re-release of the Kingdom Hearts games on cloud Dude, versions. I just, I so, what frustrates so you... me is why didn't they just <sighs> announce another Fire Emblem character? We've all wanted Fire Emblem to come to Smash, and this was finally the moment to add the first Fire Emblem character. You know, so, he is an anime sword fighter. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Smash Ultimate especially is overwhelming because it has so many characters. And 
like Brawl was was the top of my Smash game. Um, Brawl was my favorite because it had just the right amount of items and types of attacks and different characters in different maps. Um, and then when I very casually tried to play Ultimate, uh, especially when we'd run like in-person events, uh, man, it was it was just hard. I mean, I'm not that competitive with it because I'm not. I know I'm not going to be good, and I'm not really interested in getting much better. So, you know, therefore, I shouldn't be mad if I lose. But when I would play, I'm just, like, overwhelmed by all of the stuff going on. Like, it's just, I, it makes me, this is, this is dramatic, but it kind of makes me feel like an old man. Like, not really, but a little bit, where I'm just like, I don't have enough time to dedicate to this to even be a good casual player. Um, And, and like, for me, so, you know, if you, you're playing yes. on Switch with Wi-Fi, um, your online's not going to be good because it's Wi-Fi. It's Nintendo Switch Wi-Fi, and Smash doesn't have that good of netcode anyway, even if you're wired in. Um, so, so that makes it tough. I mean, this just this is the end of the new characters for Smash. But I mean, people are still playing Smash sixty four. Like this game is going to continue to have life for a long, long time. Um, I couldn't say anything to the size of the community and where it will go after this. Uh, but there are plenty of people who might even look at this as like the beginning for them because now they don't have to learn anything. Like they don't have to expect any new characters or anything. They can learn everything how it is now and it'll probably stay like this forever unless they patch characters in the future. But Plus, um, you know, you know, that we were opening up the, the N sixty four on the Switch, I'm I'm pretty sure we're gonna get Smash sixty four eventually <laughs> really oh we we should do yeah. some dumb dumb bet on uh when we think we'll see that for all the jelly beans uh. you really think we're gonna see smash 64 2023 probably yeah 2023. I bet on it. if it can make money man they gonna do it Okay, um, uh, Car Carlos. The... No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm making this bet now because we're never gonna come back to it. <laughs> Carlos, I bet you a six pack of whatever your beer of choice is. There that, we go. That we will not see it by the very end of 2023. I'm hoping we don't. Wow. I don't want them to release, wow. re-release it. I mean, I'm almost positive I'm gonna lose this bet, but I'm making this bet right now. Right, <laughs> case of beer into 2023. Yeah. All right, I'm on. Or a uh, six-pack of beer, rather. All right, bet. <laughs> bet. <laughs> uh, next, next topic on the drop. The Resident Evil franchise has a new film coming out. It finally leaves behind the Paul W.S. Anderson garbage and looks like a whole new dumpster fire from director Johannes Roberts. Oh, come on. I think this looks I... fine. <laughs> uh, Chill. So the reason why I say it's a dumpster fire is he is known for his very shitty low-budget shark movies, 47 meters down. Uh -huh. um, so I would also say this looked okay and didn't look that bad. But then you have to look at the other, like, the other things <laughs> that this person has done and then go, oh, okay. Well, don't expect too much. I do, I do like the fact that, and you could throw this trailer up too, I believe, Thomas, without us getting in trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm too busy like editing the, the uh, dumb captions. Has, yeah, the, I see that. Uh, I do like the fact that we actually have characters from the games in it that aren't, and they look like those characters, and they're not Mila Jovovich. But yeah. um, I just wouldn't like. We all get excited, right? 
I like every to get time excited. There's a new new uh, video game movie. We're all like, all right, this will be this will be the good one. Okay, hold on. Who in your life says that? Everybody knows that like video game, video movies, game movies are, are well bad. documented as bad. Like, but not well, the not the cult following kind of bad. The I didn't need to watch that kind of film. I I would still attest that the Silent Hill one is pretty good. The first one is pretty first good. One, yes. Yeah, first I thought one was actually pretty nice. I thought that was a quality um, movie. Yeah. Um. There's just bits of this where the CGI looks horrendous, just like in uh, Forty Seven Meters Down. Uh, a lot of CGI sharks. Um. <laughs> this is uh. So it, it's just interesting the fact that we're finally getting away from the Paul W.S. Anderson stuff. Because literally every time a Resident Evil movie came out, you're like, how are they? How is it still the same fucking guy? Like, we know that these are yeah. bad. What are we doing? He made 28 movies. What are we doing? Um, 28 movies later. That's what's next. 28 movies later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good one. Um, and it's like focusing on an umbrella. And it could get interesting, hopefully. But... Um, yeah, it, it's got the guy that is the big guy from Umbrella Academy. I can't remember his name. Yeah, and uh, uh, Dickon. <laughs> or <and who>? Rickon. <laughs> Rickon yeah. in uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, so that that's kind of a bright spot, but I'm still like, I just... Wait, in, and the fact in that they're using movie? the mansion and everything, it's like, okay, maybe. I just... it'll be This will be a Netflix special. Like... It's only in theaters. It won't be there very long. And uh, you'll immediately see it on some streaming service somewhere. That tyrant shot really, really, really kills me. It yeah. just... uh, The liquor looks all right. The liquor looks great. Is the big tall that, one? The tyrant. Yeah, go back to that. Uh, Let's see uh, that again. I'm paused on it. Uh, dude, I'm here for that. I just watched Willie's uh, Wonderland on Hulu with Nick Yuckers. Cage. First of all, Love that movie. Go watch Willy's Wonder House, uh, Wonderland. Um, the CGI is terrible in that movie, and it's on purpose, and I'm here for it. And this, like, even though the movie it's is not this movie purpose. is pretty serious, I'm uh, totally okay <laughs> with this level of CGI in a movie like this. Oh my god, I am not. Okay, I have watched all the movies. I have played all but seven and eight. I've watched too much of seven and eight. Oh my god, this is. This is the worst version of a tyrant. I, I'm not going to say the tyrant because it wasn't exactly. <laughs> I don't even know what the tyrant uh, is. I only know uh, Mr. Broadshoulders in his top hat. Not a top hat, but <laughs> what, Mr. What's X. That hat Mr. Called? X is technically a tyrant, but yeah. Okay. Tom Harper or Happer. That's who. That's who it is. <laughs> Thank you, so, Sean. Um, the Thank you, the Sean. funny thing here, I went ahead and looked up the info real quick. So I, I talked about it being low budget earlier. Well, guess what? Uh, back in uh, 2002, the the original RE movie was 33 million budget. Okay. The budget for this, 40 million. Jesus. And that's what we got. That's what we got. I'm not that mad about this. Okay. <sighs> Where can we? I'm going to be mad about it. For... Okay. When <laughs> this when this comes out. Uh, I don't know. I should watch along. I, I shouldn't make watch a, a along, promise. Okay, see, Thomas. The the thing to know is that the what whatever it was six or seven movies that the original franchise had made one point two billion dollars. Fucking crazy! It made far more than it ever cost. No kidding. Even even wow, the shittiest that's such one a huge profit, dude. No money. wonder they made like seventeen of those things. 
They still have. Yeah. They, I feel like even after the last one, they were still profitable from the first one. <laughs> like, damn. Mila had two kids during the production of these movies, and they're both <laughs> like, zombies. That's crazy. <laughs> they're both zombies. One of them is now nemesis. Yeah, uh, and the other one went to college. He's, uh, you know, well, actually, studying to the, be a doctor. One of the kids grew up to be Black Widow, so you know that's oh. the thing. Oh okay. dang! If you didn't know, yeah. Well, anyway, that's a news item that happened this week. Um, we'll see what that be like uh, when it comes out in November, like super soon. And we didn't even know it existed until today. Or okay, yesterday. I tell you what. Uh, everybody who can hear my voice, if when this game game when this movie hits like a major streaming platform. I think I'm gonna call a, a watch night. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna watch this in uh, Discord. We're all gonna hit play at the same time. Zombies are forever. We're gonna enjoy it together because uh, this seems like my kind of popcorn movie. Like pretty bad. You can laugh at it even when it's not on purpose, which is really the best way to enjoy a movie like this. Yes. Um, you said forty million dollars. That surprises me. We also still have Resident Evil infinite darkness on netflix already so oh, that's the animated one though right yeah okay is it, I mean, is that it, should probably be all right is it good <laughs> do we know well if it's if if it's warner is it warner brothers that owns it sure who owns it because uh, warner brothers does all the animated stuff for dc i don't remember who did so that. if it's like similar styles it should be all right we'll see um next item and probably the biggest item of the week. Twitch was hacked so hard, it's going to wish it wasn't hacked so hard. According to a report from script? video games... Did we, did we, how do we let Chris in this Google Doc? <laughs> According to a report from the Video Game Chronicles, Chris Scullion, uh, an anonymous hacker claims to have leaked the entirety of Twitch, the entirety of it, including the source code and user payout information. That's pretty crazy. Uh, so it's a 125 gigabit torrent. Uh, it was on 4chan on Wednesday. Um, all the files are available to download if that's the weird things you're into. Uh, the leaked data reportedly includes the entirety of Twitch's source code with uh, commit history uh, going back to its early beginnings. Which is apparently cre like cre a record of changes. I didn't know what that meant when I read it. Commit right. History. Uh, creator payout reports from 2019 on mobile desktop and console Twitch clients, proprietary SDKs and internal AWS services used by Twitch, every other property that Twitch owns. In quotes. Jesus, including IGDB, which I don't know what that is, and CurseForge, which I, I also don't know I what that is. I give a database is what that stands for. I give a database. Or Instagram That's database. database I was, oh my God, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's the database I'm trying to tell you guys to use for the press kit stuff. That's what that's for. Oh, oh shoot. We should listen yeah. to the stuff Carlos says. Oh my God. <laughs> An unreleased Steam competitor, codenamed Vapor from Amazon Game Studios. And Twitch internal red teaming tools designed to improve security by having staff pretend to be hackers. Uh, so out of all this stuff, the one thing you should know is that uh, first, if you haven't been pinged by 19 discords already, uh, you should change your Twitch information. <laughs> you should uh, go change your password and go reset your uh, stream key. And in fact, I was going to reset my stream key tomorrow uh, at, when I did some work this weekend, but I couldn't even stream to my account through OBS today without resetting my stream key first, which is easy. Uh, there's plenty of things online that'll tell you how to do it. 
uh, but your stream key is your code that allows access to your stream. If I knew one of your stream keys, I could technically stream to your account from OBS right now. I wouldn't even need yeah. your uh, login information, um, as far as I as far as I understand, anyway. But uh, yeah, go change your information because Twitch might not even let you stream until you do, which is a good thing because all that stuff was uh, was leaked, and and uh, they they leaked the information that allows you to find the hidden you know passwords or your hidden uh, two factor authentication codes and, and all this stuff. It, it's a whole it's a whole debacle. Uh, it sounds great. Sounds like they got it sorted out. Yeah, uh, it's happening in the same week that Facebook had its biggest outage since 2008, when Facebook and Instagram both went down for a long time on what Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday. Yeah. I don't even know Monday. Um, yeah, and it was wild. And now, now half the world's got themselves asking, "Do we even need Facebook? <laughs> Do we even like this website?" Uh, imagine, imagine being like. Uh, Hey, so when are we going to tell everyone that we got engaged? And then, like, be, right. like, well, we can't. Uh, so, uh, let's wait it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, that's funny. You're like, we've got huge news, and we're just going to keep this in our pocket for just a second. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, there's uh, an interesting debate on Twitter about some of the information that's gone out to if anybody I, wants to talk about it. But. I, I, I do want to talk about this really quick. Yeah. Um, you should not give a single fuck what somebody else is getting paid unless you are a direct competitor to them uh, or well, a, have a similar job. Um, so if like a big Twitch streamer is making a lot of money and that makes you angry, then you go do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just like, I saw some... Uh, people freaking out about this on Twitter. This is why I don't do Twitter, is because <laughs> it's gross. And uh, there's yes. a lot of weird things that happen there. And people getting mad about people making a lot of money. People getting mad about people that worked really hard to do this thing, to make it a career. And then being mad about that is insane to me. Well, um, well so let's, let's be careful how we frame this, because like all yeah. of the things that you said apply to the same rich people that I still despise and think should be limited because of their hard work getting into a business. I mean, Bezos, right? Tax him. Like, just tax the shit oh, out yeah, of him. Yeah, absolutely. Tax well, him. Well, right, right. Yes. But, but the point is here is that uh, like the, the difference between you know, a Bezos and uh, the, the top person on Twitch, I haven't even looked, but and I know that the numbers Shroud. are like Let's go with Shroud. He has 46.5K watching him play new world right now yeah so uh the difference here is that people voluntarily give their money specifically to those people yes the, the twitch streamers you know they may also make additional money through sponsorships and collaborations but it's not like they're getting tax breaks you know that are that are making them wealthy um they're not taking right. an advantage of a system there are individual customers that are giving their money directly to these creators it'd be different yes. if it was like oh the top earning creator is actually a firm that manages a bunch of talent you know that's not right. what's happening yeah. instead it's like these individual people made all this money and then those uh creators a lot of creators have confirmed on twitter uh that those numbers uh, are accurate to what they actually made um during the, that time but yeah the stuff's I, dicey it's just like yeah people are giving their money directly I, I just what i was trying to say is like these people are not the enemy Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I think wholeheartedly about what the agree with that. Enemy is. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so like, yeah, is it insane that some of these people are bringing in many hundreds of thousands of dollars every month on, on, you know, Twitch alone? Yeah, that's totally wild. But it's not like they're not taking advantage of a system at the expense of others. Like, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They don't get my money unless I give it to them, you know? So, like, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm jealous of those guys too. I wish I could make even just a portion of of the money that they see every month, even even on a slow month month for them. Uh, you know, but but yeah, don't be don't be mad. Like imagine if we became imagine if we became successful. Imagine that <laughs> wild wild idea. Right. If this became a successful stream and a somewhat successful stream, and they just put out our information of like how much we were making out there, we'd be like, what the fuck. And like, if people were mad about it, we'd be like, "Why are you? Why are you guys mad? <laughs> we're just <laughs> we're putting in the work to make it happen, you know? Like, people want to be successful. It's not a well, I shoot. I mean, it's uh, just a weird thing to get angry actually, about. Actually, if people watch the vod, the very first thing that they will hear on this stream is uh, you <laughs> logging on Twitch and discovering Amaranth uh, doing ASMR. You know, uh, number forty-eight on Twitch, by the way. I also was like, "What in the fuck?" I didn't think that that was a legal thing that they could do on there. Um, it, uh, and then I asked, "How is this not pornography?" And then Carlos was like, "Oh, well, it's a whole workaround." I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure this is a like. Yeah, because they were like no sexual, no sexual content. But if that, you know, I saw this on a different website earlier today. Um, <laughs> you know, like it's like the same thing. Uh, so I'm very confused. Um, but uh, but I mean honestly yeah. that's that's like a legitimate part of this conversation though because uh, there are a lot of people on Twitch doing things that uh, people have lots of opinions about whatever that entails. I mean some people are there, there's a guy I can't remember his name I've actually unsubscribed because I wasn't interested but there's a Kansas City streamer that only streams his day to day he streams all day basically every day and it's just him he's like I'm driving to KFC to get some chicken. And he keeps his camera on the entire time, and he always has hundreds of viewers and constant donations and all this stuff. And people love that. And good for him. That's weird. Uh, like, when I look at that, I'm just like, what is he even doing? And I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing it well because he's, he's clearly... driving to KFC to get some chicken and some <laughs> mediocre sides. Like, right. going to the wrong chicken place, but that's whatever. <laughs> We need to we need to rate it. We'll be uh we'll be one of those hate rates, and we'll be like Popeyes, 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 <laughs> always Popeyes. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's uh, an interesting conversation. I mean, of course, for most of us, all this means is change your information. Um, but Twitch is such a big company, so to have a huge hack like this happen, you know, the same week that Facebook it's had Amazon. a big a big thing. I mean, it's Amazon, like like Twitch getting like like I'm sure. Bezos over there right now at Amazon is like going the fuck and like trying to like get everybody all the same. No, you know what he's what doing right happening? now? How much is this? How much is this like infiltrating Amazon itself? You know uh, what I mean? Dude, because his, like, his phone is ringing and he's like, not my problem. Not my problem. I'm driving a, a car to space. Like, don't stop calling me. Just send me the check. You know? Yeah, it's, it's wild. Um, but yeah, it's 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 crazy that all this stuff happened like in the past week, <laughs> like Facebook, Instagram, and something else went down. What was it? Uh, there's another Facebook company I can't remember the name of. WhatsApp. That's it. Oh no, yeah, they bought WhatsApp for many billions of yeah. dollars a while back. And uh, and Twitch this week, it's like 
this stuff is becoming like way more common. And what's crazy is that like, if you ever are watching football on the weekends and it starts doing the 60 minutes coverage, it's almost always this place got hacked and this is what they did about it. Or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Here's some shit about uh, cryptocurrency like... and everything is going terribly wrong. An interesting thing about this is the, when the leak was uh, dumped on 4chan, it said that it was part one of this leak. Um, oh, Jesus. And, and based on, so the, the person said that they were releasing this information so that they could increase or so that they could encourage disruption and, uh, like basically break Twitch's rule, like their monopoly on streaming services, yes, which, which to, I agree with. Increase that, yeah. Because there have been many conversations over the past few years about how uh, Twitch has had opportunities. They clearly have the resources to do anything they want. And they have had opportunities to improve their services in all sorts of different ways that people have asked for, but also in ways that they could innovate. Like they don't need to wait for people to tell them what they want. They're a competent, large company they they can come out they can hire people to come out with groundbreaking uh resources for twitch they don't do that because they're owned by amazon and amazon is in the business of not improving services but buying competitors who are the best at services so they bought twitch when it was successful and they've been cruising on that success because twitch has been a top dog this whole time and they can afford to not improve their service because what, what are there? Are, is everybody going to go to YouTube? No, because YouTube can't figure their stuff out either. Everybody's going to go to Facebook? No, because they can't figure their stuff out either. But it's that Twitch isn't, in my opinion, Twitch isn't getting better, be, like intentionally. That's not. It's not like they don't have the resources. So with something like this, if the activism of it is to brace, basically damage Twitch in a way uh, that helps people check out other sources. Then I mean, good for them, I guess. I mean, I'm not going to applaud somebody for this hack, but uh, the the point is, this is part one of this, and they only released all this data that is damaging to Twitch. The information that they have implies that they have access to our passwords and all of the stuff that would be damaging to individuals, either you know the consumers and the creators that are on that platform. So they have not done that. It is implied that they have that information, which is why uh, everyone says, "Hey, change your password," because if this information is leaked later, then it could immediately bite you in the ass. Um, but they haven't done that yet, which leads me to believe that they might actually mean what they're saying and they're actually doing it for activism and not to just hurt people. Because uh, you never know with hackers. You you can't, you know, it's not like you can check their credentials, you know. Um, right. What's your credentials? What, yeah. How far in the matrix have you gone? Right. Did you take the red pill or the blue pill? Dude, usually the only hackers with credentials are the like really, really awful ones. They're like, oh, you remember that thing that was terrible and devastated, you know, the world market for two days? Oh, that was us. That was me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, who knows if part two of this leak will ever actually come out? Um, my layman's opinion is that uh, they're just letting people know that like, hey, we have your information and people can get it. Uh, but we're not like we're not here to damage you. We're here to damage Twitch uh, because we think it's a monopoly. And I think toxic, toxic uh, cesspool was the word they used to describe the community. Even though I'm thinking like, bro, not everybody on Twitch is a freaking hotspot that's trying to do hate raids and, and all sorts of weird stuff. Um, no, but you know, I, I get it. I guess. Uh, I mean, if hate the, the fact that I just learned what hate raids are is just like what. It's a weird Get thing. Get a fucking life. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Jesus we live Christ. In the, we live in the age of robots. Robots are stealing PS4s and 
yelling hate slurs on uh, on Twitch streams. It's wild. 2021, baby. As far as some positivity from it, uh, seeing that Critical Role uh, is the top earner is both a surprise and uh, a good. Oh, that's one. cool. Uh, pretty legit. It's I, I didn't know because I don't really follow them. I I love all the people behind it, but um, that yeah, they made just about ten million dollars over the past couple of years. And Jeez, apparently that's not even, they haven't been doing new content that entire time. Some of that time they've been like doing like basically reruns of, of some of their stuff. So yeah, it's very impressive. Yeah. Well, and that's not including, that's not including their uh, merch sales and all that. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. So good for them. There, there is a hell of a community behind them. And that is uh, very exciting to see that, that gaming in, in all forms is still uh, kicking a lot of ass on Twitch. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that's going to do it for this this episode of the podcast. Um, who wants to send us out? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Uh, this has been episode forty four. Yeah, baby. We are uh, we are still kicking. We are uh, <laughs> we're not a whole dead lot of, yet. Uh, new stuff out there. Um, you guys are going to hear some some more news here in the future, hopefully on uh, on the different things that we're trying to come up with. So. Uh, definitely stick around and don't forget to go to www.partyinvite.games uh, for more of our content, links to our community if you uh, haven't visited already. And of course, you know, just get in, in the conversation, whether it's in chat or it's in Discord or it's on Facebook or, you know, wherever we decide to push our stuff to in the future. Yeah. Um, just uh, get in on it, get in on this party and uh, be um, be aware that there's plenty more to come. Okay, bye. Right. Uh, <laughs> bye. <laughs>